Section five of A Day at a Time by Archibald Alexander. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Section five The Doctor. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. Matthew chapter nine, verse twelve. Jesus is himself the best witness as to what he was and what he wished to do for men. It is a fact, moreover, for which we cannot be too thankful that, in explaining himself, Jesus used not the language of doctrine, but living figures and symbols which the humblest and youngest could not fail to understand. When, for example, he compared himself to a shepherd, leaving the ninety and nine in the fold, and braving the darkness and the steep places that he might bring back the one that had wandered, he opens a window into his own love for men which is worth pages of description. For those who are familiar with the daily life and work of a shepherd, it means a great deal that Jesus waits to be the shepherd of men. But in these very different days of ours, there are multitudes in streets and tenements who have never seen a shepherd and know not what manner of life is his, so that one is glad that Jesus gave himself other names as well. When Matthew Arnold met the pale-faced preacher in the slums of Bethnal Green and asked him how he did, Bravely, he said, for I of late have been much cheered with the thought of Christ, the living bread. If that name for Christ brought him comfort, another preacher may be allowed to confess that he has often been cheered and helped by the thought of Jesus as the good physician. I am glad that in effect, at least, if not in actual words, he called himself by that name. This is his apology for consorting with publicans and sinners, for being so accessible to those who had lost caste and character. He says it is the sick who need a physician, not those who are well. And his defense implies that Jesus regarded himself as being, in a true sense, a physician, not for outward ills merely, but for the whole man, body, mind, and spirit. The days were, as you know, when priest and physician were one calling, and it is doubtless to the advantage of both vocations that their spheres are now distinct. But it may be, and I think it is, unfortunate that Jesus should be regarded by many as so entirely identified with the priestly side of life and the priestly calling. It is beyond question that a faithful priest is, in his degree, a mirror of Christ, and helps men to see him more clearly. But it is also true, and a truth worth underlining in these days, that the doctor, too, is a symbol of what Christ means to be to men, nay, more, that there are respects in which the figure of a beloved physician of today comes nearer to the reality of the living human Christ than any other calling in the world. It is a sure and unique place which the doctor holds in esteem and confidence of the community. He is the most accessible of all professional men, the most implicitly trusted, and, I think, the best beloved. At all hours of the day and night, he is ready to give his services to those who need him. His mere presence in the sick room inspires confidence. In the poor districts of town and city especially, he is more really the friend and confidant and helper of everybody than any other person whatever. As no other man does, the doctor goes about continually doing good. 
His life is a constant self-sacrifice for his fellow men. He wears himself out in the interests of the needy. He runs risks daily from which other men flee. He asks not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and often and literally he gives his life a ransom for many. And I do not know what we have been thinking of, that we have not oftener made use of this, as Christ's claim for himself, that we have not told the ignorant and the very poor especially, who know far more about the doctor than they do about the church, who are, in fact, shy of all that is priestly, but who do understand and appreciate the doctor, I say, I do not know why we have not oftener told them to forget that Jesus is the king and head of the church, and remember only that he is the best of all physicians. That Christ is compassionate, sympathetic, and approachable, like the doctor, would be veritable good news to many a poor ignorant soul who is mightily afraid of his priests. The word which comes to our lips when we seek to characterize the life and work of the true doctor is Christ-like, and big as the title is, it is deserved. In sacrifice and self-forgetfulness, in his care most for those who most need him, in the way he identifies himself with his patient, bearing with, because understanding, his weakness and petulance and fears, and seeking all the while only to heal and help and save him, there is no more Christ-like character or calling in the modern world than the doctor. I am the happy possessor of an engraving, a gift from one whose calling is to teach doctors, of Luke Fildy's famous picture. Most of you doubtless are familiar with it. It represents the interior of a humble home where a little child lies critically ill. The father and mother, distracted with grief, have yielded their place beside the couch to the doctor, who sits watching and waiting, all absorbed in the little one's trouble. It is a noble face, strong, compassionate, resourceful, gentle. And if the eternal Christ of God is to be represented to us in his strength and gentleness by any human analogy or likeness whatever, as he wished to be, and indeed must be, no finer figure could be found, I think, than that, none more certain to draw out the reverence and gratitude and trust of men. Men of all grades and classes appeal to and trust the doctor. But how many of them realize that Jesus desires that men should come to him and trust his willingness to help and save them, just as they would go to some good physician? How many men, who have found comfort by taking their fears and forebodings to the doctor and hearing his authoritative go in peace, know or realize that just so would Jesus have us bring him our unworthiness and shame and sin. Jesus never preached to those whom his compassion drew to him. He never lectured them. He just helped them, and that at once. He lifted them to their feet and gave them a new hope. He, straight away in God's name, assured them of forgiveness. Ah, if men only understood that Jesus is to be found today down among the world's burdened and weary souls, not as a priest begirt with ceremony and aloof from daily life, but as a physician, approachable, helpful, human, who sees and pities their weakness and longs to save them and help them to their best. If men only understood that. Prayer We come to thee, 
thou good physician, with all our ills and fears. We would whisper in thine ear the troubles that frighten and shame us. Surely thou wilt hear. Draw near us in thy strength and pity, and in thy mercy heal us all. Amen. End of section 5